0: Welcome to Winning with the Burns, a podcast for highly ambitious people who have a burning desire to learn what it takes to win at a high level. Hey guys, thanks for joining us again today. You know, I got a couple of friends of mine back with me, get a little update. We finished up school, Mina. We ready to go into the real world, right?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Let's talk about, you know, being an entrepreneur and, you know, what that really means and, Creating separation, you know, separating from the masses and not doing the status quo. I know when you walked across that stage again, you know, people probably always were saying, "All right, what's next? Did you find you a job? Yeah. Did you find you a job? Mm-hmm. Like, where, who are you going to work for? Right?" And you're like, "No, man, I'm, I'm being an entrepreneur. Like, I'm going to be a 1099. I'm not taking out a job."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean. With my background growing up, like my parents never worked for anybody. They've always had their own established business. So that's always been my mindset. I never seen myself going into a nine to five to begin with. Um I got that degree first one to have it, two, and if it sounds bad, that's fine. But that degree, like I said, it it helps with having um those connections you build. That piece of paper does mean something, but to be qualified You have to know somebody so you can get into that job. You know, like, at the end of the day, the last thing you'll need is that qualification says bachelor's degree. But if you know somebody, like, I knew Lincoln and got into this uh, field of business, that's what the whole point of college, I think, is and the main meaning. Um, So I think I got the most out of it and as much of it out of it as I can. Um, So
0: You're able to take your degree now because of the relationships you built. You know, Mm -hmm. I was always taught growing up that your net worth will never be larger than your network. Like mm-hmm. life is all about relationships and connections. And, you know, sometimes you you meet somebody and, you know, sometimes it turns into a business dealing. Sometimes it turns into a good friendship. Turns out, sometimes it turns out to a great friendship, but it's all about relationships. And, you know, one of your uh, good friends that got you into the business, Lincoln, you know, that's where y'all had a connection on the basketball court together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, to be honest, me and Mina weren't that close Plant, We weren't, like, close. We knew we were, each other. We only I mean, played we were, one year. Yeah. yeah, so we was together for one year. So, it was my senior year. He had came in as a transfer. We were close, but we weren't, like, close as we, as we are now. But um, after college, basically, Mina was still in college, and I was just working, doing do what I do and traveling and whatnot, and he kind of just saw what I was doing and, you know, Kind of asked me about a couple of times, and then we kind of talked about what I did. He wouldn't and, tell me. And then –
1: Don't forget that I, part. No, I didn't <laughs> say I, tell I did,
2: I did not not tell him, but I just was like, you know, just telling him what I did, but also kind of, you know, prompting him to see where his mind was at, where he was just, you know, trying to just see what I did. Because some people, you know, just, just want to know, just to be in a know, but some people actually want to, you know, find out to see if it can work for them. So that was him. And then, you know, from there, that just kind of, you know – Open up a better and stronger relationship between us two to just, you know, get more accomplished with business-wise and then me and you, him meeting you, and then just going from there. I think that kind of helped out too with our relationship as well.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about like, because we were talking about earlier before we got going about one of your favorite quotes and the quote that you live by, mm-hmm. you know, what does, and I think it goes hand in hand what we're trying to get to here in a few minutes, but being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. like, being an entrepreneur, what does that really mean to you, Lincoln Anderson? Like, being an entrepreneur, and there's so many people out there that are like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I'm, I'm an um, influencer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to create this app. I'm trying to do this, right? But You said trying to. The key word is that's trying. Exactly, exactly. 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 Like, I'm trying to do this. Yeah. Right? And look, there's people out there grinding, and they're trying to do things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I applaud people because being 1099 is not for the faint of heart. There's so many people that like that comfort of the W-2. They, they're like, I am I show up, I'm trading my time for a paycheck. And there's a lot of people out there. I mean, I think 95% of the world does that, right? But being an entrepreneur, Lincoln, you, like I said, we were talking about the quote earlier. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Like, what does that give Lincoln Anderson being an entrepreneur?
2: Okay, so the quote is, do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. And basically, I, as an entrepreneur, I, that kind of drives me because I'm working or I'm doing what I have to do in order to have a life later down the road. Um, and that kind of just being an entrepreneur just kind of means you're taking something out of nothing and creating something for yourself at the end of the day. You know, we can talk about the freedom. We can talk about, you know, the money that you make by the end of the day. What are you creating that no one can take away from you? Because anybody that's an employee, They can take away that job. You're just a number. And I'm not knocking an employee and I'm not getting W2 at all, but just saying being an entrepreneur, I know no one cannot take that from me, whether if I'm doing great at it or bad at it. You know, whatever I learned throughout the process that kind of sticks with me and no one can never, you know, take that away from me. And I like that about that. Um, And also, it's funny you kind of talked about it because I saw a tweet two days ago and I think I asked Mina. Um, it said, "Would you rather work for someone for two hundred thousand dollars or work for yourself for a dollars And I looked at the comments. A lot of people were like, "You know, I'll work for somebody else for two hundred thousand. I can just put really? that money into invest. I, I can just, you know, well, I didn't send it to you. I yeah, asked you, and I just put that money into this and this, and I'll be good. We settle because I got the two hundred thousand coming in. And I was like, I, I just couldn't agree with it. And I didn't, I didn't tweet nothing. I just looked at it. I didn't tweet or you know reply to it. But I just you know told myself, I don't think I would personally do that." Because being an entrepreneur, there's no limit or there's no cap on what you can do for yourself or the the amount of money that you can make or the amount of time that you have free for yourself. So I think that kind of just makes me more appreciate the entrepreneur lifestyle. And like you said earlier, anybody can be an entrepreneur, but it comes down to are you profitable? You know, are you, um, you know, actually doing the steps or becoming a business owner? Because anybody can be an entrepreneur, but are you a business owner? Is your business flourishing, you know? So I think that kind of helps me have a mindset to wanting to do more and just prove myself more, being an entrepreneur, just working towards what I want to become and what I want to gain, basically.
0: Well, it comes with freedom. Mm -hmm. It allows you to do what you want to do, not what you have to do, right? Exactly. Like you wake up with the mindset of, I get to do this, not I have to go clock in. I have to do this. You wake up with a a different mindset of, I get to go provide for myself. Mm -hmm. I get to go provide for my family. And, Mina, we were talking about this morning about one of our calls we were listening to this morning about, you know, separating from the masses. You know, you said growing up, you know, your family always worked for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was instilled in you, which a lot of people would say, oh, well, why did you even go to college? But we already hit on the relationship part of it. But you you talk about separating, separating yourself from the masses and not doing the, quote, unquote, status quo, but doing something out of the norm for you. So you can be an entrepreneur. Yeah.
1: Um, The biggest thing that I have come to seen, see, and um, I want I want all, both of your opinions on this. So working a nine to five is pretty much the, the masses and what everybody do after they get a degree and everything. But the biggest challenge from being an entrepreneur and working a nine to five is um, that job security. So, you can be comfortable with a certain check, but then being an entrepreneur, you don't know, you don't, you don't know when money will be coming in. Like, you it's not set in stone. So I think that's why so many people don't, um, they want to be an entrepreneur, but they're like, they're trying to, but they're not actually going and like putting the movements towards it. So I think that's probably one of the biggest things. Um, Like, how do you guys overcome it? Like, what do you guys, do you guys look at it that way? Like, what do you guys do? Or like, outwork somebody like how do you guys go about that type of because that's like the biggest issue not issue but biggest deal like to take that step from nine to five to being an entrepreneur so
0: well you look at it as taking ownership of your business taking ownership of your life to where i create life life doesn't happen to me and that's why we're big on reading i think the book we're reading this month is intentional mindset is that way i continue to grow because like when you guys play ball you always practice, right? You lift the weights, you conditioned and all that stuff. And then what happens is you get in the real world and you quit conditioning. You quit lifting weights, you know. Uh, in the, the mindset aspect is the way you lift weights, the way you condition yourself, you exercise the most important muscle in your body, and that is the brain. So if you can wake up with an intentional mindset of, I'm going to sew into myself, Right. I'm going to read something. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to go and listen to people that, where are they at that I want to go to? And so for me, it's all about just trying to get better. Cause if I'm a better person, I wind up being a better father, a better husband, a better friend. And then all of a sudden, everything else around me, my business, my relationships, everything gets better. But it starts with me, mm-hmm. you know, taking ownership. Like, why do I have a bad relationship with this person? All right. It's because I'm taking ownership because. I don't want that person in my life. Maybe no. right, or maybe I did something I shouldn't have. So it's all about just taking ownership and just trying to go to the next level from a mindset wise.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I never came from a W two, so I don't know
1: what's oh, spoiled. Is. You're
2: spoiled. No, um, not just. I am I never came from it, so I, 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 my mindset coming into this was very much different. Um, I knew where I wanted to go in life, and I knew that this was probably the easy, not easiest, but the most simple way to get to there. I just have to work, work the system right, so yeah. I think that what kind of that's my mindset on coming into the business or going to ninety nine, is that I don't have a cap to you know my income, kind of like what I said earlier. You know, I can really just focus on my activity and focus on what I want to do in my controllables, in order to get to where I want to go to. So mm-hmm. I do, think that's my mind.
1: What do you think? Um, the risk versus reward. I heard this this morning. There's a risk and a reward of everything. Uh, talk about how being an entrepreneur, the the risk and reward compared to a regular W-2?
0: Well, if you risk nothing, you risk everything. Mm -hmm. So if you're not willing to risk anything at all, then you're risking everything at stake, you know, because it's just like anything else. Like you have to put yourself out there and be willing to fail. See, so many people are afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to fail, fail fast, but learn quicker so all right i'm failing like in our business we fail a lot you know as as you know man you fail a lot in our business but the reward outweighs the failures
1: yeah by a lot that's what i'm saying like that that w2 what you're risking is your time and the reward is being comfortable and having that steady check come in so that's why i think a lot more people should get into the entrepreneur world but a lot of people aren't built for it you know you got to be a leader um you gotta learn how to get better you gotta learn how to work hard and block out the noise but i feel like it's just all about where people come from um because you learn a lot of your like staples and core like meanings and values and stuff that you really um you know stand on from growing up i feel like so yeah
2: absolutely yeah the risk and reward like you said earlier um you know you gotta as an entrepreneur your risk is betting on yourself so i feel like that's where I, that's what I think I'm, I'm betting on myself to become the person mm-hmm. I want to become. So that's the risk because, you know, what what happens if I don't succeed at it, you know? So I'm risking that. But um, the reward, if I do, you know, if I do succeed at it, you know, I'll be happy that I took the risk on it. Whereas on a W-2, like I said, my opinion, I don't know for sure or not because I haven't worked it. But, you know, you are putting your risk on someone else because you know you're going to get a steady paycheck, but your time is going to be, you know, drastically change in your freedom just because you're not getting the rewards that someone else took the risk on themselves with yeah. is going to get because yeah. they took that risk.
1: Because, like, me personally, and it's not something I struggle with, it's just something I try to to keep the main, like, objective is I have to stay disciplined. Yes. So, like, I have to make these calls. I have to set my schedule up. I have to get up. I have to go to the gym. Like, And that's something that I feel like a lot of people struggle with. They can start up something, but they never really finish or go through with it. So that's why I feel like being like an entrepreneur, discipline is like the number one thing I feel like. So.
2: And I'll piggyback on that because I was in the same mindset that you have now. and I still am. Like I have to do certain stuff to hit my numbers and whatnot. But being that I've kind of um, been confident or gained confidence in my system by doing it so many times and being repetitive, I have the mindset of I get to do this. I get to set appointments. I get to, you know, help families. I get to do this just because I've earned the right to do that because I know what I can do as a personal producer now as, you know, what I do for myself. So, you know, that's going to come with time. But the the shift in mindset kind of helped me being more of a better entrepreneur and also, you know, growing a team and helping them as well. I think that kind of helps my mindset having the I get to do this instead of I have to do this. But
1: it's, it's also a little bit I feel like I'm having fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like I'm talking to people. Yeah. I'm building relationships. You know, we get them on camera. We're talking to them. Like, I think I'm having fun. Like, okay, yeah. I can talk to people. We can laugh yeah. about things. And at the same time, you're making money type deals. So. But
0: you're truly helping people, you know, and that's the thing is like you're not just making phone calls just to make phone calls. Like you're truly helping people. Mm-hmm. And that has to be a mission statement in anything you're going to do. You know, if you're starting a business, it has to be at the forefront is – I'm genuinely helping people. Now, don't get me wrong, we get paid well. But at the end of the day, if I know I'm helping somebody, if I help enough people get to where they want to be, I think it's the old Zig Ziglar quote, if you help enough people in life get to where they want to be, you'll eventually get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And so helping people, and you know, I love the I have to, I get to, but I understand like I have to be disciplined for my business. Exactly. Like I, I have to. Then I get to, because then you turn into you have this gratefulness you know, in thankfulness that you're betting on yourself, You've, you're developing a skill set. There's a great book out there. It's called uh, Chess, Not Checkers. And it talks about betting on leadership. Like leadership is everything. Think about everything that ever has been done great from, we were talking sports earlier, from, um, you know, football, basketball to anything great. Everything starts with the leadership. So, like, somebody has to steer the ship. Somebody has to say, this is the path we're going. And a lot of times, some of the calls that they make, they fail, mm-hmm. like it was a wrong call, but they own it, they move on, they learn from it. People that make a call and they they fail on that call, they dwell on it, they never progress in business. It's because, well, I'm afraid to make another call. It's one thing that I've always heard one of my mentors say is, I'm not afraid to make a call, and if it's the wrong call, I'll own it, but we'll learn from it. So a lot of people are so upset about losing, but if I'm learning, I never lose. I'm always winning because I'm learning. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If you keep your feelings out of it keep so your feelings out of business
0: there is no room for emotions in business
1: yeah there's none because emotions do not get you paid Um so. <laughs> so true what what do you what do you think it feels like i don't know how your upbringing was but for somebody that say somebody just comes up they're coming up what does it feel like for somebody you know to have nothing like have you ever been in that position and how does that feel to you like what does it mean like today
0: I've been very blessed that my parents always provided for us. Like we never really struggled. But as I got older as an adult, I realized that my parents did struggle in the background. You know, my father worked, my mom, she was a real estate agent. And they always provided for us. There's a lot of wants back in the day. You know, I want to do this. I want this mom, I want this dad. But they always made sure we were provided for. And I love that my mom always instilled in me that it was, no matter how good you think you are, there's somebody around the corner that's working harder and they're getting better than you are. So no, always humble. Like in Little League, playing Little League sports or whatever, it's like, I'm the man. Well, you go to another ball game, all of a sudden you run into another man that, right. that was working exactly. harder than you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I was thankful that they instilled little principles like that along the journey and uh, had a great upbringing. You know, lived in a nice house. So I never know what it was like to really struggle as a kid or as an adult because they always provided what
1: you you did construction right
0: yeah so So, yeah when i got out of school um you know i i worked outdoors i love working outdoors and so to me it's hot it's hot (laughs) well i worked for nick's father-in-law we we moved heavy machinery around uh you know put down asphalt like it was hot work but i enjoyed creating something that like there was dirt there all of a sudden now there's a driveway like i had fulfillment doing that during the summertime made a lot of money because um, i got paid overtime worked a lot of overtime then as winter would come around it would rain and you couldn't push mud so i'd go from 60 hours a week to 20 hours a week and he was being gracious by giving me 20 hours by cleaning up the shop mm-hmm. and i realized then that there are factors out there that limit my potential of earning And it wasn't his fault that it was raining, right? But I had to find something that I could make money and not let anybody dictate what I could do and what I couldn't do. You know, a love about our business is it doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter what law is here. It it doesn't matter all this stuff. I have an insurance license. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs insurance. So at the end of the day, I can still go make a paycheck if needed. But yeah, I mean... When I worked construction, you know, I was living at home. Fortunately, I never, I didn't, I didn't have, I did not make enough to where I could have a house on my own. Yeah, you know, so I was living at home. So, I mean, I thought I was living high on the hog, rent free, at the parents. And then I'll never forget, I went to my mom and I said, "I want to, I want to buy a boat." You know, it's, it's summertime coming up. I want to buy a boat. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Well, if you can buy a boat, you can pay rent." I'm like, "You know what? I should buy a house." <laughs>
1: uh, that makes a lot of sense. What, what about like, what fuels you? Like, what, what brought you, like? You, something has to feel you like mm-hmm. nothing's really given to you so like what really brought you like
2: yeah so basically uh I had a you know decent upbringing um you know my parents were not like millionaires or nothing like that um you know went through some struggles growing up and everything uh my dad and my mom are great prayer warriors my dad was a pastor My mom's you know she was first lady yeah. and everything so they prayed a lot through a lot of stuff we had to go through but um, one thing, two You things. had a
0: lot of spiritual battles in. Oh. If, if your father was a pastor, you had a lot we of spiritual do a whole battles. We podcast on that
2: <laughs> in itself. Um, but basically, my dad kind of taught me two different things growing up. Like um, Two main key points was discipline and responsibility. You have a responsibility to yourself and to whatever you want to get into life, but you got to have the discipline in order to keep it. You know, and it kind of goes hand in hand. In order to have the responsibility, you got to have discipline. In order to have discipline, you got to have responsibility. Keep up. And so it's like back and forth. So I kind of think that kind of helps me goes into being an entrepreneur and also fueling me to knowing what I want. Because growing up, I didn't have certain things that I want to have. You know, um, I have had people promise me certain things in life, you know, being not boasting, but being a straight A student, you know, doing necessary things to have good grades and whatnot. I had people, you know, say they're going to do some things and they didn't do for me or, you know, was so proud of me or said they're going to do some things. So I kind of felt that as something like I don't want to have that, you know, of, above me or on me for the rest of my life. So I kind of want to make sure if I want to get something for myself or if I know I deserve something, I want to go and get it. So yeah. I feel like that kind of fuels me knowing that if I put the work in for something, you know, if I and I know I did it all I can and I want to attain something, then I need to go and, you know, get up and work for it. So that kind of fuels me to to this day, you know, and like I said, I had a great upbringing. I love my mom and dad, my sisters, and everything. But that really kind of just fuels me to, you know, go where I haven't been yet in life and have the things that I haven't had. So
1: yeah, no, I feel that um, uh, that's that's kind of like, that ties into like the all in mentality. Mm-hmm. I think we were talking about that yesterday. Um, you know, having one foot in and the other one out type deal, and that's what um. We were talking about earlier, too, on the call about that. What do you think, how important is, like, an all-in mentality? Like, what's, like, the risk and reward with that, with um going all-in and just putting everything forth towards something?
0: Well, 80% in is 100% out. So if yeah. you're, you're like, 80% certain this is going to work, it's 100% not going to work. So you do have to have an all-in mentality. If not, what's the point in doing it? You know, when I, when I did construction working for Nick's father-in-law, his motto was, if you're going to do something, why not do it right? Do it right the first time. And so I would rather, you know, you hear Tim Grover, and I love listening to the podcast anytime he's on, is like talk about, you know, pay the price of discipline now instead of getting the bill of regret. And so if you are going to do something and you are going to be all in from an entrepreneurial mindset, why risk the chance of it failing because it was on you, yeah right? So, you know, you have to be all in on anything because it's like this. If, I, if you're all in, nobody can talk you out of it. But if you're 80%, 90% in, the moment somebody plants a seed of negativity, what happens is that 100%. negativity, you're not going to change your trajectory and the path you're going, but that seed of negativity all of a sudden gets fertilized because somebody else makes a comment. And then all of a sudden it grows. And then all of a sudden you start doubting yourself. You start doubting what you're doing. Next thing you know, you can't even function because all that negativity is just eating you alive. So you have to have an all-in mentality. I'm a firm believer you have to be careful who you share your vision to because the old saying is what? It's not for everybody, number one.
1: Exactly. i told
0: Lincoln that. You know, but also number two is if I'm selective on who I share that with, that means if I share it with you, that means I feel like you can help me get there. From a mentorship standpoint, from any kind of like a lean in relationship standpoint, if I share my vision with you, that means I trust you enough to go along that journey with me. Mm -hmm. The good and the bad times.
2: I read a book a couple of months ago and I was really itching to get to this. But I read a book a couple of months ago that said the most successful people in the world are people who have went at a certain avenue or certain career for a period of time. You know, whether it's five years, 10 years, they've been at a certain area to where they can learn the failures, learn what not to do, what to do in order to perfect their craft. Um, it's called The Wealth Choice. It's a great book. But basically, that all-in mindset, I mean, if you're not all-in, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're never going to find uh, any type of career for yourself that will, you will mm-hmm. be good. And, like, like, you can try something, be all-in, and, hey, this, main, this this probably not what I like to do, or I don't know, you know, let me try, I don't know. But you have to be all in on something. You can't be, oh, I'm going to try this for this and then just see. And then you don't even do this. You know, you don't follow a system that has been laid out for you. It's never going to work. You know, if you have someone that has done something or has accomplished something and they're telling you what to do and you do not follow it or you try to skip trace or, you know, try to shortcut some systems, it's not going to work out for you. So you always have to have an all in mindset, not only on the goal or what, you know, you have to do process wise, but every mm-hmm. little detail, you have to be all in to try to make it as parallel mm-hmm. to what someone else has already done before you. Yeah. And that's my thought process on that. You know, I really feel like you have to have an all in mindset on anything you do. Cause if you don't, you just wasting time and money mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And 100%. you can't never get time back that you wasted for not doing something right. Uh, you may can get money back, you know, that comes and goes, but your time is very limited. So, I feel like you have to always be all in to, you know, try to figure out how to work the system, how to work whatever area you're in to try to be successful as fast as, as, fast as possible learn as fast as possible. Yeah.
1: What, what do you think, JB? What's the all-in mentality for this career specifically? What in our industry? Doing? Yes.
0: Focus. And in our business, it we're really an activity-based business, is if you focus on the right activity, then – you know, the results will eventually fall in your favor. And I say eventually fall is it's not like you go uh, a year by doing activity and then all of a sudden, oh, I finally making money. Mm -hmm. Like what happens is you make money along the way, but you develop a skill set, a skill set that you can always use in any career. But the better you get at your skill set, the more money you make, the the more people you talk to, the sharper you can develop that skill set. And so for for our business, it's activity. Activity is king. I will take someone who's hardworking, who doesn't give up, someone all day long, versus someone who can talk better than that person at that moment. Because I can teach somebody that's working hard, like I can teach them, you know, how to speak mm-hmm. by growing, by, by reading and self-developing. But the person that's lazy, the person that's not willing to go work, I can't work with that person, my uh, baseball coach. We, uh, he told me, he said, you want a horse that you got to say, whoa, not go.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like if I, like I, I used to train horses, believe it or not. I used to ride horses and I had a horse that had a lot of spunk, a lot of spirit. I could teach that horse to do what I want to do. Cause I could eventually get it disciplined to do what I needed it to do. But if you had a horse that was a deadhead that just wouldn't get up and go, there's only so many times I can punch that horse. There's only so many times I can tell that horse to go. So in our business, If somebody comes in and they make excuses, Lori Parton, um, she said it best, is you can make excuses or you can make money, but you can't make both. So I can take someone who is willing to go fail, who's a hard worker, I can help them learn a skill set. I can't push a rope. I can't push someone who's just not willing to go work.
1: Yeah, I think it's like piggybacking off that, just being, um, you know, purposeful, like doing everything with a purpose, like. The small details, like with me, I have every morning I bring, make sure I have a bottle of water. I make sure I have water, you know, to speak and, you know, go through meetings and you're talking to people all day, attending meetings, Um, making sure I have a, a, a schedule. I can write out my times, have a certain amount of leads that I go through, like everything I try to, even to the detail. Like if you go in my office and probably Link can assess too, I just have like random not random but just like certain stuff put in certain ways and it's there for like a purpose like everything has a purpose for it and there's a reason for everything and that's why i think um the little details because i'm big with details and this helped me a lot in this business i think so
0: well the the details matter but i'll let lincoln hit on it because he is a habitual routine person like routine matters i mean in your life yes but especially in our business Like, how important for you, once you figured out your routine, what did it do for your business?
2: Yeah, so I kind of make a joke. uh, Most of the times when I meet new people, it takes them four days to understand what I'm doing every part of the day because my routine is kind of very the same, you know. But having, like, a routine that I don't have to worry about external factors affecting it, it just makes my job, it makes my career just more easier, you know, going to the gym at the same time even jumping in the shower at the gym at the same time. It just, it, I mean, I, I can understand if something is not right, I can pick it, I can pick, pinpoint, okay, this is what is making me feel like this, or this is what I need to change to get this result. So uh, I feel like that kind of helped my business a lot when I got a real routine, you know, as far as business-wise and being an entrepreneur. And that comes back to, like I said, being disciplined, you know, and having the disciplined mindset to, well, I got to do this certain amount of um, activity in order to get this. I have to, do this in order to have this for later on the day. I have to have this amount of appointments to do this. So it kind of helped me have a more um, systematic approach. Smother. to come Exactly, Smother. smoother, systematic yep. approach. Because um, I read in the 12-week year, I just finished it, uh, they said one thing you need to stop worrying about is the goals, but the systems and processes you have in order to get to those goals. So that is what changes either if you can win or not. Because everyone has you – know, at the start of basketball season, everyone has the – Goal of winning the conference, correct? Mm-hmm. But what matters, and whoever wins it, it it accounts to what they did during practice, conditioning, what the coach told them to do, what plays they ran. Not really what well, it comes down to the game too, but really what they practice and how their routine was in order to help them be successful. Because you don't have a winner and loser, so I feel like you know that would kind of help me. That kind of helps me. know, understand that. And it was kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, basically, when I read through that, because I was like, I've been doing that, like having a routine for myself. But it just kind of helps me be more systematic in my business and also, you know, as a person as well.
0: Yeah, I heard a lot of people sometimes say, well, I'm consistent in my schedule. And I was listening to a podcast and he was talking about don't mistake in consistency with discipline. Mm -hmm. Like you can be consistently doing the bad, a bad routine, like consistently. But if you're disciplined enough to stick to a routine, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's funny you say that about, you know, the the time that you go to the gym and this Mm -hmm. and that, because you have non-negotiables in your life. It's like, I'm going to do this
2: regardless of any exterior circumstances. Yes, I've had people call me to ask to do certain stuff at a time I have to go to the gym and I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not 100%. not to be mean or nothing, but I'm just 100%. not doing it because oh. if I have a if I have 100%. a certain schedule in place, I'm not going to go oh. out of my way to service. I mean, I'm just it's just me. Like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna do it. So I mean, I have a certain routine in place in order to, you know, get certain results. So that's kind of what I kinda go by.
0: You guys got me uh into TikTok because my algorithm's on point <laughs> mm-hmm. with all the motivation stuff. Yeah. But I was listening to Ice T and they said something like, what's some you know, some wisdom you would give somebody? He said, learn to say no. And he said, what do you mean? He said, because if I say yes, then you can blame me. Mm-hmm. So like if you somebody asks you, hey, can you take me to the airport? And uh, you say yes. Well, if they're late, they can blame you mm-hmm. because you said yes. But if he says no, you, you don't take the blame no more. But it's so much deeper in that conversation. I was watching him, but he said sometimes the best thing you can say is no, mm-hmm. and that's a tough pill to swallow because sometimes you want to, you, know, you got your friends, please you want to, yeah, you want to please people. It's yeah, like, hey, it. can we go to Six Flags in the middle of the week because they're busy on Friday? Well, no, that gets in the middle. That gets in the middle of my work schedule, right? So I mean, you got to be disciplined uh, to it. But you know, you do break me. free and go enjoy things. But Man. at the end of the day, if you have a goal in mind you have to stay disciplined towards that goal exactly Mm -hmm. 100
2: percent. because
1: me for example um the routine i had i didn't have a routine in place when i first started this um it was kind of just classes and workouts and stuff but this past i want to say what three weeks almost a month um i had to change my routine
0: when you graduated college like you were like hey i'm gonna create a routine i'm gonna create a routine and it was tough for you to get into that flow but what caused you, to, what forced you <laughs> was to, to get into, oh, no, because this is you. good because a lot of times I'm, again, you'll hear me say this, things happen for you, not mm. to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what you're about to talk about, it <laughs> happened for you. At the time, you yeah. thought it was, man, why, why it happened to me, man, all this, all these battles, but what we talk about.
1: Yeah. So it took, probably what you just said, those first, I want to say like an hour, I was like, Why me? Why me? And then on the way back, so what happened was I got my car got wrecked. Somebody hit me, and I don't have a car now. Keep it short. Um, happened like the second week of May, and I just was just like, why me? Why me? In the midst, I think my phone broke. the The same day my phone was broken. Yep. Um. So all that, I'm like, I'm like, okay, what? What is why is this happening to me? And the and license. Then, <laughs> License, don't don't, I don't, so i don't have a license i don't have car phone just a whole bunch of stuff that went on all during within like a two-day span and like i said i would ask myself why me uh, after like an hour and like me and lincoln we were driving back home and he was like look this happens for a reason like you're about to have something really really big hit you you just got to stay sure, down yeah. and take all the punches mm-hmm. and that's when i really i got home that same night look myself in the mirror i'm like look what I was doing when I had a car, what's going to be different now when I don't have a car? Like, what do I ha- have to do? And I have to change and adapt to where, like, I have something set in stone. When I get a car and the license or whatever, it's not going to make a difference. So, like like he said, even you told me, you and Nick were like, look, all three of you guys, are like, something big is coming your way, but is a reason for it. Like, it happened for a reason. And like I said, I took it as a lesson, like a teaching moment. Yeah. So... I had probably my biggest week last week. May I crashed my car the fourteenth of May. That was my biggest month since I joined the business. Um last week was one of my biggest weeks. This week is building to be one of my we biggest, had your biggest weeks day as well. the other day? My biggest yeah. day was yesterday and all this in the missing of not having a car, a license. But I you know a lot a phone, of people so. would look at
0: that Mina and say See that's a that's a sign. You don't need to be doing that. You need to go find your job. But
1: I asked myself that same question. You asked me too. I asked him. I said, Am I sure am yeah. I doing something wrong? Is like sure is like God telling me like, look, you should not be doing this. Like, find a different route, or is there just stay on the path and keep taking the punches? So,
2: and I'm glad I was um, conscious enough, and I've been through not as bad as he did, but I've been through some certain stuff. And I was, you know, conscious enough at the time because we were driving back. Just mind you, this we were driving back at two a.m. in the morning.
1: Two hour drive. Yeah, I remember getting
2: on snaps. a on a Sunday morning. On this Sunday, <sighs> it was Sunday night, but Monday morning, and I was getting ready to. Because I think I had like a good week the week before, and I was like, I'm gonna roll this over to next week, and you know, not blaming you nothing like that. Because I'm glad I was able to help you out or <laughs> yeah. nothing. But you know, <laughs> that, just saying, that like, was on Monday. Was, yeah, it was yeah. two a.m. and I wanted to go to the gym too, and I was like, oh, man, I can to go to the gym because my routine, you know. And everything, but I was like, I, I he didn't he didn't ask for this, so I'm gonna be a friend and you know, make sure I stay with him. Um, but I kind of, you know, I told you that I was like, you know, that's this is not something telling you not to be doing this, you know, this is yeah. just something attacking you. This is gonna help you, you know, build mm-hmm. you. Cause either, this is either something gonna when you have failures, you're either gonna learn from it, like you said earlier, and build on it, or it's gonna break mm-hmm. you and you're gonna go try something else and jump ship. One or two gonna happen. I mean, you it, it's I mean it's either or. So I kind of told yeah. him that too, and you know I'm kind of just glad you know he took heed to that and actually took accountability and became an entrepreneur. You no, know, really, you know, yeah. out the gate, I right out of college, like that one was, week,
1: I learned so much. Like that's why I said I looked in the mirror and I'm like I'm not holding myself accountable enough. Like I had a car and I wouldn't go to the gym with Lincoln. I have I pay for a membership and I still wouldn't go scanning and go to the gym like while i had a car i'm being so serious i'm no. like so i'm not holding myself any accountability but now so lincoln has to come give me because i don't have a car so i'm like, okay now like i have to hold him hold myself accountable to him so I'm like, if i could do it to him i I have to be able to do it towards me that's kind of what i got out of it so it well, that goes back to money. the
0: risk reward you know wherever there's a great battle there's a great victory on the other side and we mistaken the battle with, oh, it, I need to turn around. That's a detour. I need to, you know, make a not a detour, but I need to make a U-turn and head back the other way as opposed to saying, all right, here's a battle. I need to make a detour because I'm still going somewhere like I'm still have a destiny. I still set out because if you would have been 80 percent in this business, Mina, you, you wouldn't be doing it right now because mm-hmm. that little hiccup would have caused you not to move forward. You would say, man, I just need to go get a job right now because I don't have a car. I don't have a phone. I just need to go find me a job to make some money right now.
1: It was bad. My phone was broken. I missed the whole day of business. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. So, and just
0: so you know, I just want to clarify, you don't have your license, not because of you not driving, but you don't have a physical license in hand to be able to go get another ride. Exactly. That's, so yeah, I, I want, just want to clarify yeah. that. Yes.
1: <laughs> I can't get too much into it. I have lawyers on the case, but... <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a license for a very good reason don't no have a physical case. license a physical it's license. coming in it's coming yes. in the mail i just when want I to, to, to just uh, clear that. Somebody say
0: well he don't have a license what no, do you do driving man. i have, a, I have
1: yeah. a georgia insurance license and a driver's license i just don't have it physically in <laughs> that's right because exactly. you can't
0: go get another ride like you can't go get a rent a car you can't do anything until we you try drive everything i didn't i
1: didn't realize your license everything i didn't know like until you lose it you don't realize how much it means to you until you lose something i'm like i didn't know my license that's a message right there bro everything What is a message it was the same week as my birthday. Couldn't get anything to drink because I same don't have a license. As a birthday. Can't get a rental. Don't have a license. Can't get a new phone. Don't have a license. So I'm like my ho- Excuse me. My whole life is on a pause because one little license. I'm like, this just doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I was
2: actually like... I wasn't laughing at it, but I was like, it's just too much stuff is happening to him yeah. right now. Like, because... His phone breaking had nothing to do with the car, by the way. Like, it just randomly just stopped, started to stop working the day after. Like, it was nothing to do with the car accident. His phone was not smashing the car accident or nothing. It literally just stopped working. And then it's just, i seen it firsthand. It's just like, I've seen, I saw it, the whole thing happened. Like, I saw the whole transformation from then to now. It's just like, it's just amazing. So
1: It It feels like a year ago that happened.
0: I'm telling you, time goes by quick. Uh, a guy told me years ago. He said, "The older you get, days will go by like years, and years will go by like days." And true yeah. words have never been spoken.
1: But these days are flying by. Like I feel like when you're making money, days are flying by. And my dad always told me that, and I never really. I was like, okay. I gotta wait. I gotta see for myself. Yeah. Because you know, me and me and my dad will go back and forth. Like he'll call me, like, "Hey, Mina, how you doing?" I'm like, "I'm good." Like good conversation. But oh, okay, I made this much today, and I'm like. OK, that's what we're doing. All right. So, you know what I did yesterday? I called him. I was yeah. like, yo, how's your day going? He's like, oh, I made this much. I was like, OK. Well, I made this much. He was like, oh, really? That's what you're doing now? I'm like, yeah. So, you know, I kind of grew <laughs> up a little bit, you know, earned some stripes. So what do you what do you think your why is, Lincoln?
2: My why? Yeah. Uh. Personally, like I said earlier, there's certain things in life that I want that I wasn't I wasn't able to get or experience at a younger age. And I have, you know, the want to get to do, though. You know, I want to travel. I want to be, you know, financially free in order to do what I want to do when I want to do it, basically. Uh, So that's kind of what my why is, really. I know it's kind of bland, but that's really just – that's how I feel. You know, I want to be able to do certain things that I wasn't able to do or I haven't experienced yet. So I want to be able to attain those things, basically.
1: Yeah. What about you, JP?
0: Well, my why has uh, evolved over the years in business. You know, when I first got started, it was I wanted – to make more money and then it evolved into, well, I wanted that freedom to where I didn't have to have somebody tell me when to show up, you know, and how to perform. And then now as, you know, life has happened with four kids and everything, my why continues to evolve every day. You know, it's every day, the, the why, you know, not that it necessarily changes, but it just grows and it evolves. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just want to make sure that you're looking back at my kids that they can say, you know, daddy never quit on us and I want to make sure that they have a legacy that says my father was always there for me. Maybe not in the physical sense, maybe I wasn't there at the at one ball game, but I was there because I supported them mm-hmm. and I gave them the opportunities that, you know, a lot of kids are, unfortunately, they don't have the same opportunities that my kids have.
1: Yeah. I ask myself that every day and I still, it's not that I'm looking for it, but it's like I'm trying to build wealth in my, between myself. So wealth and everything, like, money like me personally inside myself my relationships and all that um but it's just really like how do i explain this um i try to do things outside of work that help me with my business so like reading books and stuff like that and i've been getting into it he he gave me some books to start reading i've been reading them recently yeah so that's why i just want to know like how you guys spend your time to where it correlates um Outside of work, and it correlates to work. Does that make sense?
0: I think in the business, when you're in business, everything works together with it. Like your personal life. Mm -hmm. Like if your personal life is bad, then your business is going to be bad. And if your personal life is, you know, if you work on it every day, that means you're going to work on your business every day. See, like when you show up here and you start doing activity, you're calling clients, you're, you know, talking to people, whatever, that's game time. Outside of that, That's the conditioning, that's the working out, that's the getting ready. And, you know, that's where you, that's the separation. That's where you got to have the separation is, do you only work in your business or do you work on your business? Because there's a difference. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're only working in your business, you get bogged down with the minutiae. And then all of a sudden it's like, when you leave here, it's like, you don't think about your business like you constantly work on your business. Yeah. And the way you work on it to your point is personally. How can I personally get better? Cuz if I personally get better, everything around me around me just happens to get better. Yeah.
1: Like discipline to wake up and go to the gym, mm-hmm. it'll translate to discipline to set these 3 hours to book these appointments and you know just I think like I said, like he said with the routine, it just everything is way more smoother. I'm a lot more calm, you know, I laugh a lot of things off. But having that routine, it just keeps you, like, mentally in a different, you know, state. And it's always good to have one. So I think that's probably one of the biggest things that's helped me, just having a routine. It changes everything.
0: Well, you can predict your results when you have a routine. Exactly. You know, and then if there is a bump in the road to where you have a car wreck, you still have that routine to fall back on. Mm. Like, yeah, there was a hiccup, but you go back into your routine.
1: That changed everything. Again, it
0: happened for you. It didn't yeah. happen to you. But at the time, I'm going to tell you, at the time, you couldn't see that. All you saw was, you know, I'm saying at the time, you were like, man, yeah. this this sucks. Because you had some bad moments, but you flushed them. And notice I said moments. I didn't say day. I didn't say week. Yeah. You had some bad moments, but you flushed it. Yeah. You know, And that's what high achievers do. They learn how to flush bad moments. They don't let that bad moment turn into a bad day. They don't let that bad day turn into a bad week. And then yeah. all of a sudden, just a bad life. Right. High achievers turn to, I have a bad moment. I dealt with it. I flushed it. Now I'm moving on.
1: I almost don't want a car now. <laughs> now hold up. I'm, <laughs> like, 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 I'm tired of picking your No, butt up. no oh, I don't care. I'm tired of getting into the passenger seat. That's what I'm tired Are of. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, so, but.
0: Well, man, I, I appreciate you guys taking the time to sit down. I know, it, again, it kind of threw a hiccup in the routine on a Wednesday for you to guys to come in and sit down. But, you know, I can sit here and continue to talk business. So I'll let you close out, Mina. What, uh. What advice would you give somebody that says, you know, I'm on the fence of betting on myself or not? What would you tell them?
1: I would tell them to do some very deep thinking into yourself. Look into the mirror. Ask yourself, what do you truly want? Um, So if you want better for yourself, if you want to build, you know, freedom, financial freedom, just being free and, you know, having your own schedule, doing what you want to do, then it's not going to be easy. Like society sets things up to where you have a nine to five, you get the high school, college degree, you know, you're working that career. But if you want to do something like this, it's not for – what would you say? The heart of faint, something like that? The faint of heart. No. Faint of heart. There you go. It's not for somebody that can just, you know, lollygag in here and just throw a folder down and start running appointments. Like, you have to do the numbers. You have to take the time. Like, you have to do everything on purpose. So find out why you would want to do that, like your reason and your why and apply that towards what you want to accomplish with that. So,
0: Boom. There it is. Well, hey, if you enjoyed this, I appreciate you uh, visiting with us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. YouTube. Yep. TikTok, Instagram, all that. Like, comment, subscribe. All right. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you guys next week.